let's move on here to boxing right now because I wanted to get into this, man. We got to talk about this, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have to go last here because I got a lot to say. So I'm not even going to take all the real estate here. Ryan Garcia, he explained his KO, okay, his KO loss to Javante Davis. In quotes, I couldn't breathe, okay? He caught me. Simple. Now the question, it's not as simple. Did the rehydration clause affect Ryan Garcia in a Davis fight? And for those of y'all who don't know, there was a rehydration clause in Ryan Garcia's contract prior to the fight, which he had to... You know, he had like a 10-pound limit that he had to, you know, finesse before the fight. And that was a big topic prior to the fight. But right. now that the fight is over and we know the results, did that rehydration clause have any effect? And, um, Zay, if you want to do the honest to kick us off first, by all means. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was have, I was heavily on this um topic because I wasn't really privy to the language of the rehydration clause prior um, to really looking at it the night before the fight. Um, and, you know, after like, like examining it, because throughout the months leading up to the fight, the rehydration clause was uh, a, a lot of different language. First, it was he can't hydrate most of the week. He can't uh, drink water three out of the four days of the week or three out of seven days of the week. Or he can't rehydrate while he trains. Or it was it was weird. And then when it officially came out, when I read it, it was just a 10 pound rehydration. And I like I'm like, that's not that's not a, a bad thing i actually I, i'm agree with it I, I don't believe the rehydration clause is the reason why ryan garcia lost in this fight he doesn't protect himself he's not a fighter who defends well so he's susceptible <laughs> to getting hit that's ryan garcia he's a boxer who is yet who has never um protected he's not a defensive fighter he doesn't defend himself from hits there's a multiple video because he's an he's a social media sensation as a boxer there's multiple videos of him striking no videos of him defending He's not a defensive fighter. Like, he doesn't know how to defend himself in a fight. And you've seen that in the Campbell fight. He got hit with a hook and it, it dazed him. It took him out. Oh, took him, knocked him down. Not took him out. Knocked him down. Right. And, you know, Ryan and Tank is a heavier puncher. He strikes with momentum, strikes with ferocity. You can, if you get hit, you saw in the fight that second round when Garcia was pushing the temple, he was striking, doing what he does best, but he didn't take the punch. If you're going to be a fighter who throws volume, you have to anticipate taking a hit. Triple G understood that. Canelo understands that. The guys who throw a lot of volume and punches and they take hits, they are susceptible to getting hit and they take them and they keep fighting. Ryan Garcia is a guy who throws punches in mass volume. He throws a lot of punches in a round and he got hit. And when he got hit, he got knocked down. He wasn't ready for the punch. That's the whole issue. If you're going to be a fighter who just throws all day, you have to be able to take some hits. You gotta, you can't have a glass chin. You gotta be able to take it. You gotta hit right in the nose, butt in the nose, went right down. You got hit right in the liver. I'm not saying you gotta you gotta eat that and keep going, but that was that's a shot that picked that takes you out. You have to be understanding that I'm gonna take some nasty blows, but I'm ready to go. You can't use the right rehydration clause as a as a reasoning for um the knockout. It's not fair. It's not fair to Javante Davis, who actually weighed 144 as well, who had the same, who's under the same clause. And people told me multiple times, oh, well, that's not Ryan Garcia's natural weight. So maybe he shouldn't be fighting in that division. If it, that's too low, for him, he shouldn't be fighting in that division. If that's the case. He should be moving up, moving closer to his weight. So he, there should be no complaining about rehydration clauses or I'm not I'm not ready to fight or I'm not I'm not feeling good. That's on him. He wants to go lower 
because he has an advantage at his height, at his speed, to take out guys. So if that's where you want to go, the belt is at 135. You think you're going to rehydrate the 160, 170 to fight? And on a fight night, that doesn't make any sense. You understood everything when you signed that contract. You said, I want to fight. I want to fight. I don't care about the clothes. I don't care about this. I want to fight. Don't complain about the stuff you signed up for. That's the contract you signed. Go for it. And Lil, you talk about this all the time about athletes. If you sign a contract, you got to honor it. No complaints, no, no nothing. That's what you signed for. Garcia signed for that. He had to honor it. He did it. There should be no complaints afterwards out of him. I don't care about that. Now, Anything outside of the clause, I'm not going to touch base on. I hope y'all talk more about it because I'm not privy to it. But regarding the the rehydration clause itself, that is on Ryan Garcia. He did not have to agree to it, but he chose to, and they're not going to happen. Well, listen, man. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm an expert on how that affects your body with the rehydration clause. uh, clause. I'm not going to act like an expert like, well, that affects them this way or that affects them that way. What I am going to say is this. Like I told y'all before, boxing, the talent that people do not talk about is can you take a punch? And like we said when we did this last week, I said Tank Davis is going to be able to take some of these punches and to land a better punch. Look what happened in the second round. Garcia was hitting him, catching him with some shots. Tank Davis was getting low, catching him, catching some shots. And he caught him with a better shot look in the seventh round they was exchanging he caught him with a better shot that's a talent in boxing that you got to be able to hit and continue to move forward or continue to hit back if you can't take a punch in boxing you're not going to be very successful long term it's just not going to happen now Zay, you said you're not a defensive fighter this is the reason right this is the reason why if you're not a, the greatest defensive fighter that's why you got to be able to take a punch. There's some people that can't take a punch, but they're great defensive fighters. So they don't even get hit like that. So that's why they went on that skill set of being the defensive fighter because I don't take great punches. So you got to be a defensive fighter. You can't be both. You can't be a guy who's not a great defensive fighter and can't take a punch. Okay? That ain't going to work out for you long-term in boxing. And that's what I saw in this fight. The only thing I saw was Garcia. And like you said, cousin, with the left hook, the check hook and all that, right? He was trying to set it up. This dude, Tank Davis, was getting really low. I don't know if y'all noticed that. He was ducking a lot of those left hooks. Like, he, it was like he watched game film on this dude. He studied because clearly he ducked a lot of them, right? So he was getting He was able low, to neutralize it. He was able huh? to neutralize it. He was yeah, able to neutralize was, it. Absolutely. So as he's ducking the left hooks and anticipating that it's going to come, he's ducking them. When he lands that shot in the second round, even though it went all the way to seven, I even knew that fight was over. Done deal done okay and with as far as the body shot re- reminiscent of b hop b hop uh, bernard hopkins versus um de la hoya um, oscar de la hoya with the same body type of shot that just laid them on the ground you saw the grimace you saw the way he went backwards and you saw the grimace in his face blood trickling a lot of his nose he went to one knee he can't handle it he couldn't breathe he was done so i'm not disrespecting this man garcia clear but as far as the re um hydration clause like you said, Zay, you signed that. You signed it, okay? So do not even use that as an excuse. No one should be using that as an excuse. This is mano a mano, man on man. When you go in the ring, I want to see you do it. That's it. And I saw from a skill set perspective, forget about the rehydration clause and all that. From a skill set perspective, he can take punches, Tank Davis, and deliver a better one. 
he showed his skill set. Garcia missed on the left hook. That was his skill set. And he couldn't take a punch just like Zay said. And that's why he was laid out. It is what it is. Freddie says stats. I'm glad that I allowed y'all to go ahead and speak because, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. I got a lot to say, and I said it before. <laughs> We're going to be here for about a good five, six minutes here, emptying out the cannon, right? We're going to empty out the cannon here. You see, first off, I want to give a shout-out to Tank for winning the fight. And for those of y'all who know, you know that that's one of my favorite fighters to watch personally, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he has underrated ring IQ. A lot of people talk about mm-hmm. his power. He does more than just the power. It's the way how he set up the power. For you to have the lowest output of any boxer in your class and to always end up with a knockout, that's skill. Because you're not throwing as much to get the knockout, okay? So mm-hmm. I think his his way of, you know, just allowing his fighters to get confident, right, so they can make mistakes. That's exactly what he did in that round two. He allowed Garcia to get confident so he can get him to make a mistake, knowing his weaknesses and able and was able to capitalize off of that, right, by knocking him down. And I get that, Tank. He's very good fighting off his back foot. He fought Leo Santa Cruz. Not Leo Santa Cruz, right? He fought – um he did fight Leo Santa Cruz, but I'm not trying to reference that fight. Um, against um, Isak Cruz, right? Um, he fought off his back foot entirely in that whole entire fight and won, right? And I think we have to give credit to him in that perspective, in those regards. And it seemed like Garcia, after he got caught in that second round, he was very cheap and economized it. He economized his output throughout the duration of the fight because of that. He felt that power. He didn't want to you know, make a mistake. So he was very cheap economizing his output throughout the fight. And once he did try to up the tempo a little bit in that seventh round, lights out, right? And I get all that. Now, to answer this question about the rehydration clause, I'm going to say, and I'm going to be fair here, right? I said before, it's going to be hard to know if that had anything to do with anything because these fighters, they go through a lot. A lot of spawn, injuries, things of that nature, rehydration clauses. And, you know, they worry. So they're not going to come to the ring and look sluggish, right? They're not going to try to show it. They're going to talk all the smack in the world, sell the fight, and try to do what a warrior would do, right? If King David versus Goliath, David David could have been sick. David could have been rate trained when he fought Goliath. Goliath didn't know. He took three stones. Pow, pow, pow. You're out, right? A warrior. So we are not going to know if that had any effect. However, what I am going to say is I do have an agenda. And it's not against Tank. Like I said, Tank is one of my favorite fighters. He is the most box office boxer, in my opinion, right today, even over Canelo. But my agenda is with the rehydration clause. That should be eliminated in boxing, period. Okay? Mm. And the reason why I say so is because it drains your body. You can't take as much fluids. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. And I'm saying to myself, okay, let's talk about Canelo Alvarez, right, who is the face of boxing. You see, Zay, this is what we fail to not realize. When you are the A-side in boxing, you can literally map your way to a fine legacy because you have something that's called an A-side abuse, which is what the rehydration clause is. It's A-side abuse. It's I'm the A-side. I can abuse you. 
and manipulate you prior to the fight. This fight was over in negotiations. The fight was won. Tank won this fight at the negotiating table before this fight even happened. And I knew that. Okay? So I wasn't expecting to see any upset. The fight was already won before the actual fight in the ring based on these stipulations. And the other factors that I got from an inside source, I'm connected to a couple people in boxing. I'm going to display that information later on in my take, right? When you talk about rehydration clause, I'm going to use an example. Canelo Alvarez, who's famous for using it. He used it three times in his um career so far. Against, um trying to think, Kovalev was one. Danny Jacobs was another. And I'm missing somebody else. He used it again. I, I forgot the third fighter, but he used it three times, right? And it's funny to me because when Canelo was a welterweight, he was fighting smaller guys, guys that moved up in weight to fight him, and he destroyed them. Remember what happened to Amir Khan? Khan nearly died in the ring, okay? So basically what I'm saying is it's easy when you're fighting Amir Khan or um, Laura, guys that are smaller than you moving up in weight, and, you, you know, they can't get a rehydration clause because they're not the A-side. But it's okay for you, the A-side now, Canelo, the face of boxing at one point, right? Probably still is to use it when you're moving up in weight. You see where I'm going here? And it's not about, you know, um, the rehydration clause. It should be that, yo, if you're at 140, stay there. Boxing should just eliminate it, right? If Tank is going to be at a disadvantage because... You know, Ryan Garcia is a taller fighter, the longer fighter, had better physical attributes that could be to his advantage. They keep him at 140, okay? Right. Keep him at 140 and prevent that fight from happening because Ryan Garcia could have died last night, okay? And nobody nobody would have said anything. It just been, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? Wow, maybe the rehydration clause. It would have been too late, right? And that's my problem with the rehydration clause. It needs to go. It needs to be abolished. It's not fair. It's not right at all. Okay? And just like how Mayweather cherry-picked his career, being the A-side, as an A-side fighter, you can cherry-pick, you can manipulate, you can rate train, you can do a whole lot of things. And that's real. That's what comes to today's boxing when you're the A-side. But anyway, mm. I have some information, right? It's, it's uh, all right, cool. So, I'm not sure if y'all remember at the press conference. Um, I don't even think it was a press conference. It actually was. Where Tank said that he had a spy in Ryan Garcia's camp. This is Tank coming out his own mouth saying, I have a spy in your camp at the press conference. I'm not making this up. Look it up. Right? So before I proceed, just think about where we are right now. Rehydration clause. Spy. You need all that? Really? In the biggest fight, the best fight of your resume. And listen, Tank is my guy, but I, I'm calling you out. I call my family out. Well, I'm not supposed to call you out because you're a superstar. I call my family out too, right? If I'm seeing something, if I'm smelling something that's funky, okay? I'm going to call you out. So the moment you step up in competition, spies, rehydration clauses, <laughs> right? Okay, cool. Then I saw an interview, and it's on Fight Hub. I actually, I want to play this clip right now. I got it in my phone. I want to play it right now, but I'm afraid because boxing, they censor a lot of videos in boxing that you use, and I'm not trying to get this video taken down for a short one-minute video. But I said it to y'all privately, you know, off the grid. And Tank was getting his gloves wrapped, and, you know, he was sparring, basically. They're doing an interview after his sparring session or whatever. 
And he said that he got word that Ryan Garcia got hurt to the reps mm. in sport. And the guy that was interviewing interviewing him asked him, when did he get hurt in sparring? What fight? He was like, no, nah, it wasn't a fight. Just know I know. Right? So basically, translation, there's a rat in <laughs> Ryan Garcia's camp that literally relied information to Tank Davis that Ryan Garcia got hurt to the body in camp and is sustaining a rib injury. And just like wow. my Goliath take, when you hurt, you hurt, you, you're a warrior. You go in there. Tank knew. That's why he went to the body. That's why when he got yeah. hit with that body shot, he was on one knee like he Colin Kaepernick couldn't get up. Mm. Okay? So I'm not going to know all this information and shut my mouth. I don't do that. You give me credible information. I'm speaking it. Everybody got a right to know. Everybody have the right access or should have access to information. Okay? I just gave it to y'all. So not only did he use the rehydration clauses camp, right? Maybe it's not Tank who's strategically doing this. It could be the camp, right? Not only did his camp use the rehydration clause, but his camp had spies in Ryan Garcia's gym. And it's funny because Ryan Garcia never even complained. He said, you know what? There was a lot of factors, but I'm not going to complain. I'm going to take the L like a man. Even with all that, even with everything against him, in this fight, prior to this fight even happening, prior to the ring walks, he still took it on the chin. He still had the, the decency to exchange phone numbers with Tank and take it like a man. And we're going to sit here and not acknowledge that? All right, I, I, I get it. Now everybody have access to information. But Wait. now we do. What we going to do with it? You know, real I'll quick, leave it at that. I want to say something real quick. Oh, um, in regards to like the, the rat in his camp, that's on Delahoya. Hopkins, the promoters, the people that's around him, especially the, the same guy, the trainer, Delahoya, Bernard Hopkins, were not at the press conference post fight. Nowhere right. to be found. They were not on stage. Mm -hmm. Nowhere to be mm -hmm. completely found. Everybody in Devontae Davis camp was there. Nobody on his in, in uh Garcia's camp is there, which gave me the speculation that mm. Ryan Garcia may be looking to move over promotions. Now, that is That's a hot good. take. That's a rumor. There's no guaranteed information out there, but there's something in that. Because why isn't the promotion team there? Why right. isn't that? Why aren't they backing their prize fighter? Doesn't make sense right. to me. Don't see why. But I say all that to say, Garcia, I mean, Davis knocked out Barrios the same liver punch in mm. there. So that, that punch has become a staple instead of doing the usual. Because before, the staple for Davis used to be the uppercut. He did it to Santa Cruz. He did it to um, Pedroza before. The uppercut used to be the Javante Davis staple punch. Now we're seeing the liver punch, more effective, more concise, and still gives a, um, his ability to throw a right hook if needed. So well, I yo, quickly, Jay, you talked about that Mario's Barrios fight, right? Mm -hmm. Where he caught him with the body shot. Where was that fight? What was the catch rate of that fight? It was, it was higher. I think Davis had to go up. One forty, right? So he went up yeah, really yeah, yeah, to yeah, fight yeah, Mario yeah, yeah, Barrios, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bigger fighter, at a catch rate of one forty. But he couldn't do that here in this Ryan Garcia fight, though. Well, well question. Mm. Well, I, I I'm not privy to exactly why that fight happened, but I thought he went up to fight Mario Barrios to then fight Javon um to fight Ryan Garcia because it was supposed to be a fight that happened simultaneously. But remember, Ryan Garcia took time off of boxing for mental health. He took time off, and then Davis went back down to wait because he didn't know when Ryan Garcia was coming back. 
But then a couple months later, Ryan Garcia came back and forth, which was confusing. I'm like, so wait, hold on. You you could tell me that you was out for the surprisingly, you was out the time that Davis went up in weight to fight against that division, and then you went out. So then Davis was like, all right, I'm gonna go back down. And then Ryan Garcia just simultaneously comes back once Gar- um, Davis is back down in 135. That was that was a little sketchy to me. Because it was a mm-hmm. time when Garcia and Davis were aligned to fight when he moved up to fight Barrios, and then Garcia disappeared. Yeah, and, well, and remember, his last two fights was at 140. Probably to this real, one, but go ahead, cuz. Real, real quick, cuz, just one little nugget real quick. That rack inside of his camp, with Garcia getting hurt to the ribs, you know, he was going for the body a lot. He, he was. was. He was targeting yeah. the body a lot. That actually makes a lot. And I mean, you know, clearly he's taller, so the body is available. But he was definitely talking to the body a lot, though. So I just want to throw that nugget in there. Yeah, I mean, it's clear. And we have to realize that a lot of people, you know, boxing is a very funny sport. It's hard to know what's real and what's not real in boxing. At least in the NBA, it's clear. Black and white. NFL, black and white. But, you know, boxing is like, it's hard to know all the politics, first of all. To be fair here, I know I'm going off the grid here, but I believe 80% of boxers is cheating out here. If you had to tell me, Lil, how much percent, if you had to give a percentage of how much boxers is cheating out here, I'm saying 80%. That's literally the whole of boxing, right? right. So it's hard to know what's real and what's not real. It's a, it's a, it's a dirty sport. It is. It's, it's a, a dirty, dirty sport. sport. But I do, is it is a dangerous sport. So we have I to realize it. in sparring sessions, guys are going to get clipped. Guys are going to get hurt. Right in sparring, and most boxers probably have injuries going into the ring. Yep. It's a real thing, right? Real but thing. the fact of the matter is, Ryan Garcia, let's not forget that he was with Canelo and he was in Canelo's camp. And for whatever reason, I still don't know what to what to this day why they fell off. Right? Eddie Winoso, who was his trainer at the time, who's also Canelo's trainer, they had a falling out party, and that's how he ended up with, with Oscar and B Hop and all that. And I'm not sure what happened, but maybe he's learning his lesson that he should have remained sided with um Canelo and that team because maybe they actually cared about him. I understand when no I'm guessing he showed Canelo a lot of attention, and I understand that you know Canelo at the time probably still is box office, you know, number one in, in boxing as far as attraction. So of course he's gonna get the love, he's gonna get the attention, but you go here. And you go into this environment where you got rats in your camp who's relying information to Tank Davis, who clearly his team felt that, you know, he they needed to do something to manipulate you to make this fight even. You think they wasn't going to use it? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And you had B-Hop and Oscar not showing up while you're doing your post-fight conference. You got to get a, a hold of your circle. And you know what? We can sit here and blame Ryan Garcia as much as we could do Tank's team. We should. You signed the contract. I agree with Zay with that. Yeah. You signed the contract. You did. You signed. You knew every stipulation. You agreed to it. You took one for boxing. And I guess what I'm doing here is um, returning the favor for Ryan Garcia. He took one for boxing. If he didn't make this fight happen, we would not have no fight to watch last night. With our families and friends, or nothing to talk about on the show if he didn't do it. So I guess I'm returning that favor. Mm-hmm. I want to see a rematch. I, I want to see a rematch with everything on the right playing fields. Mm-hmm. All right. And I want to see this rematch at 140. I want to see everything on the right playing field. 
I think I think Ryan Garcia has some time to, to negotiate that to be like I want 140. But real quick, I wanted to ask you. Uh, this is an off, uh, unrelated topic in regards to Dave, Tank Davis outside of Ryan Garcia. But at what point is he going to stop listening to uh, Mayweather? The man was ignoring his trainers, ignoring everybody, and listening to everything Floyd had to say during the fight. Floyd wasn't in all those camps. Floyd wasn't with everybody trainers. He was doing everything he could to listen to Floyd and ignoring his trainers. The trainers like saying something, he looking for Floyd. Floyd saying something, he he attentive to Floyd. Everything Floyd say, he listened sharp. But when his trainers are talking, he's looking everywhere else. He's looking into the crowd. He pandering off. But when Floyd talk, he's looking straight at Floyd. I'm getting tired of watching Floyd manipulate this young man during a fight because Floyd could have been a downfall for this kid because that second round was looking bleak before that punch. If, if mm. uh, Tank didn't knock him down, Garcia would have won that round clear because he pushed pace. He was pushing being aggressive, pushing off Tank during the uh, when they was trying to clinch. It was a lot of things that Garcia was doing that looked a little like, oh, wait, hold on. He's, you know, he's causing a little rift, causing a little trouble. But Mayweather was like distracting right. Davis throughout the fight. I don't like that. I feel like Mayweather needs to be eliminated from that corner immediately because <laughs> he's distracting Javante Davis throughout the fight, telling him to ring cards. Yeah, you're up 10-9. You're down 10-9. It's like, bro, like let him fight. Like you're not, you're not being there to advise him on how to fight. You're just telling him the damn score. Yo, you're down. Turn it up. Like you don't need that. You don't need a hype man right now. We got trainers for that. Get out the corner. Go do something. I mean, look, man, a rematch, nephew, he might be past that. I want another one, too, though. I mean, look, fam, look, at the end of the day, you know, I think for me, I want to see, I don't want to feel robbed. First of all, I paid for this fight. Long time that has happened, respectfully, okay? Um, I paid for the fight. I want to see it. It's a big fight. It was a mega fight. But it was a mega fight. in my mind, I knew everything was altered. I was just hoping that Garcia will make it interesting enough where it will be exciting. I thought the fight disappointed a little bit. I know everybody had their own, you know, expectations and what they thought of the fight. Some people thought it was good, great. I thought it was disappointing because I thought Ryan Garcia, I saw Ryan Garcia do better. And I understand Tank is a different animal, but I just felt that he, it was too much of obstacles that he had to overcome to even make this fight competitive, which it wasn't in my opinion, right? Mm. And um, I just want to see this fight on an even playing field. Without the politics, without the rats, okay? Without the mice. The you know what I'm saying? I want to see everything fair. I want, I, I want to see it again, to be honest with you. I do. It should happen eventually. Maybe not now. Maybe not immediate. But in the future. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We're, you've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.